Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And if you've been following our journey at all, you will be aware that we're in the process of expanding to the East Coast. We're selling our Redding, California property, and we are looking for a house in Pennsylvania. And that's been a whole journey of hearing the voice of God and expanding to the East Coast. You can look that in an earlier episode. Just this last week, we were over again, second time in this month, looking for a house to purchase, but we haven't sold ours yet. And I'm going to update you on the story there today, but also want to just give you a little bit of the other things going on. And I've titled this, How to Unstuck Your Head When You Don't Understand. When things are just going crazy, uh, jerking you around emotionally, spiritually, and you, you'd like, what on earth is going on? None of your reason works. You cannot make sense of the situation. So here's a little bit about what we were going on. Uh, obviously, we, we're looking at houses. We spent three days. We came in early ahead of a trip we were supposed to be doing anyway, thinking this is a great opportunity to find a house. Doing it in faith, believing that the things were going to fall into place, really believing that that was part of the process. Well, I was wrong. We did not see anything. We did learn more about the area and get to see different properties and confirm even more what we want and what we don't want. But the reality is it's very hard to be in that position when you haven't even sold your house. So just lots of questions and head spinning and what do we do now and coming to the conclusion, well, we're not going to come over and look again until we've sold our house. But God, what's going on? Because every house I look at in Pennsylvania makes me love even more the house that I'm sitting in right now. And how come we haven't even got any offers on that yet and going round and round and round in my head? Are we doing something wrong? Is there something going on? And then uh, I, we did this executive retreat with 30 business leaders in this retreat in Middleburg with Emma Sharma of Swallowtail Group. It was outstanding. So definitely a spiritual high. What we got to see in people encountering Jesus in their lives, in their businesses, perspectives shifting and changing, people getting refreshed, literally looking physically different between Thursday night when it started and Sunday when it left. New friends made, great high. Well, also in the middle of that, we get word from uh, one of our daughters had some chest pain, ends up in the ER. Now, let you know it's all good. But that kind of really jerks you around emotionally. What on earth? As you're leading others. Not only that, another daughter had a tragedy on her campus that she wasn't a part of, but friends are. And so she's walking through the emotional turmoil of how to navigate that. And then get this, uh, we we actually landed at that retreat center and I was walking in there. I was like, God, what is going on? And I sensed or had this thought come into my mind, it will all make sense by the end of the weekend. And I'm thinking, is that me? Do I, is that just what I want to hear? Well, I guess we're going to find out. So I wrote it down anyway. Uh, we get to Sunday night and I'm, we're supposed to be flying home to Redding, California. We're waiting at the Washington DC airport and we finally get word that the flight is not just delayed, but the plane is actually broken. So that's not going to be flying today. So we just book a hotel thinking, okay, this is crazy. But in the delay, I get a word or a message from my real estate agent that there is an offer coming on our house. Now, just put a pin in that, hold on to that, so you know this is going to work out good. But in the middle of it, 
the ups and the downs were absolutely crazy. And it just, it yanks my heart around emotionally, spiritually. And you can't just stop and ignore it. You actually got to walk through it. Well, in the middle of that, our youngest daughter, 15-year-old, texted us and said, just simply said this, read Matthew 16, 9 to 12. So I did. I looked it up. And the same story is found in Mark 8, 17 to 18 in more detail. It's the story of the disciples who are with Jesus on a boat, and he's talking about the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. And they kind of freak out. They're clueless. You know, once again, they're clueless. And they say, is, it, is he talking about this because we forgot to bring lunch? And Jesus knows what they're thinking and asks them three questions, kind of rhetorical questions. As in, he wasn't looking for an answer because he already knew. He says, number one, why do you reason amongst yourselves? You're stuck in your head. You're trying to understand that something you don't. Number two, don't you understand, like with your heart, with your spirit, don't you trust? Number three, is your heart still hardened? Meaning it's clueless to what is really going on and who you are with. Basically, the unspoken answer is, yes, I am stuck in my head trying to work this out and I don't understand. And I guess, yes, my heart is hard. So help me, God. Well, here's the good news. And this tied into what we were doing with these leaders on this retreat. We did walk them through a what we call an encounter, a, a guided uh, encounter where we'd say, close your eyes, and I want you to imagine you're in the Garden of Eden and you're walking through the garden. We describe it, and then God the Father's turning up and he's going to give you a gift, and it was profound. Like We don't set it up like this, but open up the box and see what God's given you. And for probably half of the women in the room, it was a heart. Like God was giving you a new heart. He was creating in them a clean heart. It was profound. That it's like you can't orchestrate or make that stuff up. And so what's the good news? The good news is this. If you simply ask, God gives you a new heart. Uh, Psalm 51.10, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. That's what David was saying. And then Ezekiel 36.26, God answers. He says this, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I'll take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Why is that so important? Because we're led by our spirit, not by our head. There is so much that goes on around us that you cannot understand, which is why trust in the Lord with all your understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding or what you think you know. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. This journey of faith is a journey of trust. And if you try and understand it and work it out and logic it out, you're just going to go in circles. And actually, it's evidence of a hard heart, a heart that is hardened or veiled, clueless to what God is doing because we haven't been trained to be aware of the senses, the spiritual senses of what do you see, hear, feel, know? What is the Lord guiding you to do? Because in all of this, this is all about trust. But here's the key. They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. All creation is waiting for the children of God to be revealed. Not a bunch of Christians who know best practice and don't listen to His voice. 
That's what the Israelites were like in the desert, and they all died. That wasn't good. But Deuteronomy 8 says this, God took 40 years to teach the Israelites one thing. You don't live by best practice. You don't live by logic and reason. You live by the word or the voice of God. So this gift to Janine and I in the middle of this two mile, of this up and down, was our 15-year-old saying, hey, read this story. You guys, now she wasn't saying it like this, but basically I was stuck in my head trying to work out, work out a strategy and a solution. I didn't understand. And it was evidence, oh, I've got a head of God. My heart is hard. It's really easy. Just simply humble yourself and get unstuck. And then the next thing is, how do you stay unstuck? And this is a beautiful story because Jesus says, did you not see or what did you see to the disciples? Can't you, did you, what did you see happen? Uh, or what do you see happening? Number two, what do or did you hear Go to the other side. We're going to get to the other side. What do you hear happen? What do you hear happening? And number three, if you can't see or hear anything because you're so overwhelmed by the noise, this discouragement, the stuck in my head, at least what do you remember? And so Janine and I, in front of this group of women, we were talking about what we're doing and what's going on in the house and the, the crazy things happening at home. And we just in front of that said, we see God leading we hear God saying leading, but I'm confused and don't understand. But I can always remember. And when I'm remembering, you're remembering what God did for you. Go back through your history. And it is offensive to believe that God will not do in your future what he has already done in your past. He will do it again. So I have to lean in and trust him. If I'm struggling with that, just go back to this. Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart. Father, forgive me because my heart is hardened, but I ask you to give me a soft, tender heart again. And he answers and says, I'll do it. So what do I see? What do I hear? What do I see God doing? Lean into that. What do I hear God saying? Lean into that. But if I can do neither, at least what do I remember? And you can always remember. And we started to tell one another the stories. Do you remember the time when... We were, it was about, well, 2008, we came to America, we sold a house, we lived off the proceeds, we got down to, there was barely anything left, but we heard God say, I'm giving you a house. And then I was in Colorado on this trip, and this person walked up to me and said, Andy, I don't know you, but I sense the Lord saying, pack your bags, he's giving you a house. And I'm not sure if it's practical or spiritual. So I called Janine, I said, oh, it's it's practical, all right. And this was 2014, so it's now six years after we moved to the USA. Uh, we've got no way we're in a position to buy a house. But God said this. He says, pack your bags, I'm giving you a house. I called Janine and she says, right, kids, go and get some. We're going to get some packing boxes. I want you to put inside these boxes uh, something that you're not going to need for the next uh, three months because we understand timing can be interesting with God. But we're going to, we're going to pack our bags because God is giving us a house. Literally within a week, I did a retreat. It was supposed to be uh, purely from the basis of relationship, and it was. I did not expect anything financial in return, but this company gave us a 20%, what was it, mounted to a 20% deposit on a house. Within one week, 
everything changed. And then we got so excited, we raced all around the town trying to find trying to find the house to buy. It, it couldn't find it, didn't make sense, and f- slowed down again. Got to the Friday, went into the prayer house with our family, just reset. God, you have guided our steps. You make our way perfect. That's Psalm 18. We trust that you're going to have this house. We actually asked the kids what day we'd find it. That day, I see a house come on the market. I ride my bicycle around it to check it out overnight. And then early the next morning was when we went into the prayer house, praying that God would lead us and guide us. We then get a call while we're at the prayer house from the agent saying, hey, there's a house here right now. Come and look at it. It's the house that I rode my bicycle past. And as we walked across the threshold of this house, every single one of us, all four kids, immediately knew this is our house. The kids coming up saying, Dad, Mom, this is our house. They could feel the presence of God. And sure enough, that was the house. Down to, we asked the kids, what price do we offer? Which was a price over asking price. This was back in 2014. What's the point? As we start to remember and tell again the testimony of what God did in the past, He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and He will do it again. How do I stay unstuck? Number one, what do I see? What do I see God doing? What is happening around me if I don't see anything? What do I hear God saying? Go back. What did God say? Am I following and doing my part in what he has said? Number three, if I neither see nor hear anything, I can always remember. What has God done in my past? Where have I come from? How has he provided? How has he led? How has he guided our steps, even when it didn't make sense? If I will do those three things, having done all, I can lean into that. That will keep my heart tender and soft. And then Psalm 18, he makes my way perfect. What was the end of the story? Today, it's what? That was the weekend. Today is Tuesday. We're sitting on an offer on a house. Step one, it's starting to make sense. I can trust him. It's not all in the timing that I would want. There's still a million other things that need to fall into place, but in the middle of it, I'm remembering what God's done in the past and the same God that did it in the past will do it again. I just got unstuck again and I just bless you with the same. I bless you with a soft and tender heart that is tenderized by feeding yourself on what God is seeing, what you're seeing God do, what you're hearing God say and what you remember God having done in you, around you, through you. And I bless you to walk in this fully. Have a wonderful week. Don't hesitate to send me your testimonies. Share them with one another. Uh, Jump onto heaveninbusiness.com. Just a quick heads up. Some really cool things happening next week. We've got a course, kingdominbusiness.org. You'll find out more about that. Join us then. Otherwise, we will talk again this time next week.